FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to mRNA lab-grown digital dystopian hell. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Tuesday, April 18th in the year 2023. The title alone should give you something to think about. We are literally walking into a dystopian hell unlike anything we've ever imagined, and they're moving fast and they're relentless. This is including chemtrails, AI, mRNA, food, and even satanic rituals. We're going to get into all of that in this hour. Patriots, one thing to keep in mind is money is the one of the keys to controlling everybody. And protecting your assets has never been more important than this in, in this hour. They are trying to force a collapse of the economy, strip away any ability for you to save after they've already pillaged the 401ks and the pensions and IRAs. Right now, if you have money in your 401k or IRA, you need to do everything you can to get it into a solid asset investment account. And that can be done with Birch Gold. Patriots, inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never been more important. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in precious metals, gold and silver, and the best part, it's tax sheltered. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Patriots, there's no time to waste. We're in a critical moment in our economy. Things are changing and they are changing fast. Again, text BARDS to 989898 today. Check it out, Patriots. Text BARDS to 989898 and get the free information kit from Birch Gold. It doesn't cost you anything and it's worth every second of that text you send. One of the things that we are obviously in the middle of is an elite that has only one thing in mind, keeping the people distracted while they fight between each other to vie for who's going to truly rule humanity. In this latest issue with the Budweiser light, transgender, drive it down your throat, drink a beer and be happy moment, 
if you haven't seen it, we actually have been told by Don Trump Jr. that we should put aside the boycott, that we should literally say, hey, don't worry about it. Let's just have a beer and we'll get over it. Because why? Because as Donald Trump Jr. reminded us, it's so important to support Anheuser-Busch. They're a good American company, even though they've lost their way with trying to support children getting their weenies chopped off and going through horrific injection and drug therapy to convert them to man or woman, which they were never intended to be. But don't mind that. Remember, they give 60% of their funding to the GOP. Well, you know, this is the problem with elites. They get out of touch and forget where we really stand as the people. Take a listen to this piece by Matt Walsh. This is what the GOP establishment and its donor class don't understand, okay? We are sick and tired of this. We are sick and tired of watching as our culture is claimed piece by piece by madness and degeneracy. We are not okay with it. We are furious about it, in fact. And we aren't following your lead in the fight against it because you people aren't interested in fighting against it. We're not gonna sit around and, and wait for you to execute your master plan to win back the culture. You have no such plan. You're satisfied to let the culture crumble and decay as long as you can have a hand in ruling over the rubble. And that's how we got to this point in the first place, where transgenderism is the sort of thing that even Bud Light feels it needs to promote. That, that's how the total denial of biological reality became man, mainstream and seized hold of our society. It happened because the conservative quote-unquote leadership tasked with defending our country against evils like gender ideology abdicated their responsibility. They gave up without putting up even the semblance of a struggle. They left it to the rest of us to fight this battle, and so, and so we are. You're asleep, we're taking the wheel. It's that simple. And we don't care about Republican donors. Okay, the Republican donors are as worthless as the Republicans they donate to. So I don't give a damn about them. And you could scoff all you want, right? But this boycott matters. It does. It matters because it's obviously not just about one beer company. It's about making a statement. It's about achieving a victory for truth and sanity. It's about doing the things that you people won't do. So step aside and let us handle it. Okay? We'll, we'll, we'll do everything. You'll do nothing. And then later on, when we get the win, you can run campaign ads pretending that you did something, as always. And that's fine. I don't even care about that. I just want the win. That's all that matters. Unfortunately, we are dealing with a donor class that is so self-absorbed into their own power and their promises of power. They are looking at a desecration of the United States, knowing that somewhere in there, they've been offered an ability to rule over this world in their little fiefdoms, to be the savior of each little group. They have been given enticements, be it money or be it promises of vacations or land or whatever it is, stock options, I don't know. And these groups of people are literally the ones that are supposed to be representing us. They don't represent us. They simply go through the act of being your representative until they get in place, and then the only piece of the people they listen to is the corporatocracy, which is pulling the strings to enslave humanity, and they all know it. Now, it's really amazing how far we have come. 
Because back in 2015 and 2016, when I was literally on the ground driving through the United States with some other guys, and we were promoting and campaigning for President Trump under the super PAC that I set up called Kilroy Rising, which was an unaffiliated Trump PAC. But nonetheless, our objective was trying to bring Americans together to understand the bigger threat. And the options were Hillary Clinton and President Trump. And believe me, Trump stacked up a lot better than Hillary, if you didn't know that one. But the amazing thing is that at that time, we were encountering the, the people we, I should say, we were engaging were what we would call infringed or marginalized voters. Americans as a whole were people had beliefs and no one was listening to them. That was the group we went to. And we found them all over the place. They were the tin hatters. They were the crazy vax, anti-vaxxers. They were the chemtrail people. And at the time, we would sit and listen to their discussions and their proof and their evidence. And it was they were so pent up and so gracious to find somebody that would listen. And the stories were intense, and they were intense, and they had taken an amazing amount of body blows and humiliation amongst their family members and their communities. But to the respect of these people, they never bowed, bowed and they never backed down. Today, this has become normal. Their extremism was the, is the new normal today if you're awake. One of those things is chemtrails which I'll be honest with you, and I'm bringing this all in tonight because we have to start looking at the wave of things that are coming at us right now. So we've got a GOP donor class. It's the elite class. It's one party, two faces that literally is out here, and they're telling people over and over that we're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. They're all a bunch of liars. They want one thing. They want to ensure the persistency and consistency over time and the dominance of their corporate elite power structure. And all their donors and constituents in here that are dumping millions of dollars in their campaign, that's where their interest is. And at the same time, they're waging a holy war on this land and its people. And it's a big one. We have this attack with mRNA. We have the attack with AI. We have attack now with food and vaccines. And we're coming now to also have to realize that this stuff is being sprayed from the air chemtrails. Crazy. The one thing I, I don't think people ask enough is who's allowing them to fly? I want you to think about this a minute. If you know anything about an aircraft, it's not a vapor trail because vapor trails go away in seconds. These are chemtrails. They are dumping stuff in the sky. The question we have to ask is, who is allowing them to have dominance in our skies when our skies are supposed to be protected by our Air Force? And this is even something every one of those Q folks that's out there going, well, military's in control. Show me. They're in control, all right, but not for the right reasons. Take a listen to this piece by Kristen Megan. She is an Air Force whistleblower who found the evidence of chemtrails and listen to how they handled her. One day I was going through that computer system, which if you want to look it up, it's called an Air Force Form 3952. It is the approval of hazardous materials. I was finding tons and tons of large quantities of aluminum, barium, strontium, in the forms of oxides and sulfates. I also conducted soil sampling because I thought, you know, if, if this is real and they are spraying this, it's going to get to the ground. So 
I conducted air sampling, I conducted soil sampling, and I was getting high levels of these contaminants. When I started asking the question again under a new commander, I never in my life thought I would have somebody look me in the face and tell me, I am questioning you. Is there something wrong with you? You've been looking really depressed lately. You know I can put you under mental evaluation for a, up to 120 days. Who would take care of your daughter? Because I was divorced at the time. As soon as I heard that, I knew. It validated everything I ever thought. And I thought, I've spent nine years of my life trying to protect human health, and here we are, violating law after law after law. Just sitting here, instead of protecting the people, we are poisoning the people. And I've never got up so much courage from that fear of being thrown in a cage because when you're in the military, folks, you're a number and every aspect of your life is controlled. I ran and did not look back. And I have been blowing the whistle and shouting ever since. It is amazing when you think about this, that the military itself is supposed to be the agent to support and protect the Constitution for the people. He is knowingly, and there's many people involved in this, knowingly dumping chemicals into the air things that have real effects on people. And here's the thing, when you start putting glyphosate in the soil and you start putting aluminum in the body by what we ingest and you add 5G, what's amazing is the frequency activates and synthesizes those two chemicals. And what's the one thing that it does almost immediately? It begins to calcify the pineal gland. And what's important about the pineal gland? It is part of us that connects us to a higher wisdom. In other words, with God. This war is very real, and they are very, very much afraid of what we represent if we discover who they are. These are Satanists. They are ritualistic Satanists. They do blood rituals. And they are in the process right now of trying to convert the entire world into one global prison. The Patriot Movement has way too much been absorbed by the happy, friendly face of Elon Musk, remembering that his company exists to a large degree because of Defense Department contracts. They're the ones that have been funding the missions up to send up Sky, Skynet or whatever they call this thing. They're the ones that have been funding through the government contracts the development of his Tesla cars. Even though it's publicly traded, we call this the public-private partnership. This is the same Defense Department that is chemtrailing this country, by the way. Yeah, that Defense Department. The one that Elon Musk is helping save the world with by forcing us all into a batteries where in order to do a battery, you still have to have petroleum and you still have to have a, a strip mine to pull out the lithium. Yeah, that one. This is all nonsense. This is all, we're all being played here. And this is the same Elon Musk that is trying to warn us about AI, but at the same time participate in investing in distributing AI to the greater world. This is a war literally of two sides of elites. It's what the Luciferians call light and dark. The dark side, there's no question they are deep and evil in the core probably more so in terms of their brutality than the other side, from what we can tell. But both sides are seeking to control humanity, and both sides 
want people to follow them. You have the factions that think Biden's the most amazing thing since canned ham. And you have the other faction that's running after the GOP and President Trump and Elon Musk to save the world, to give us 10 new freedom cities, a nice code name for the new internment camps known as 15-minute cities and digital prisons that they'll put people in. But Elon Musk recently sat down with Tucker Carlson to talk about AI. And this gives you a glimpse into this dual faction. Look at Elon Musk as what we would call that white hat side of the elites and listen to his discussion about Google and start putting these two together. We are dealing with literal psychopaths and they're at all levels. Take a listen to this. It is crazy. Um, I mean, the, 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 the reason uh, OpenAI exists at all is that um, Larry Page and I used to be close friends and I would yes. stay at his house in Palo Alto and I would talk to him late into the night about uh, AI safety. And at least my perception was that Larry was not taking uh, AI safety uh, seriously enough. Um, and um, what did he say about it? He really seemed to be um, what it wants, wants sort of a digital super intelligence, basically digital God, if you will, uh, uh, as soon as possible. Um, he wanted that? Yes. He's, he's made many public statements over the years uh, that, that the whole goal of Google is. Uh, uh, what's called AGI, artificial general intelligence or artificial superintelligence. Google was set up 18, 19 years ago. This was, I knew about this before it was declassified. I'm just saying I have good sources that they wanted to build a giant artificial system. And Google believes that the first artificial intelligence will be a supercomputer based on the neuron activities of the hive mind of humanity with billions of people wired into it with the Holy internet of shit. things. And so all of our thoughts go into it and we're actually building a computer that has real neurons in real time that's also psychically connected to us that are organic creatures so that they will have current prediction powers, future prediction powers, a true crystal ball. No, and I, and I agree with him that the, there's great potential for good, um, but there's also potential for bad. The end of consciousness and free will for individuals, as we know, and a true 2.0 in a very bad way, hive mind consciousness with an AI jacked into everyone knowing our hopes and dreams. And then at one point, uh, I said, well, what about, you know, who we're going to make sure humanity's okay here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 um, uh, and then he called me a specious. Uh, <laughs> did he use did he use that term? Yes. And there were witnesses. I wasn't the only one there when he called me a specious. And so I was like, okay, that's it. Uh, I've yes, I'm a specious. Okay, you got me. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing pretty hard. That's some real comedy right there. Being a specious because you care about the status of humanity. Patriots, these people are hell-bent on getting rid of the human genome and the race as we know it. Their whole design is this transhumanist agenda. And when you look at the lens of the world through transhumanism, you realize that everything they do, including the trans movement, AI, artificial intelligence, robots, the mRNA in food, even the digital currency, all of this is tied together. It's amazing. Now, Alex Jones was obviously spliced in on that piece to talk about his previous knowledge about what was coming with AI. And he's right. It's proven true. AI has always been seen as this new artificial god 
that would be their control, their God, their true God of controlling humanity. And what's insane is when you look at what's going on in all of our politics, it becomes evident on two sides, what's on the both sides of what they're doing. One side is trying to create this maniacal hell of an AI that will literally function more like a Hitlerite control element. And that's been provable, by the way. When Facebook had their AI, quote unquote, accidentally slip out, which I believe was 2013 or 2014, to start running its chats, we suddenly got a glimpse at the fact that their AI had been trained to think like a white extreme supremacist Nazi. It was incredible. And, and of course, Facebook pulled it back and explained that they apologized. They said it wasn't intentional. We don't know what happened. We'll have to go back and retrain it. That's garbage because the AI is learning from the information that they're feeding into it. Elon Musk is now pushing this open AI and this new type of AI that's so supposed to seek a higher concern for humanity because they've got themselves in this OODA loop of one side upping and the other side upping, both of them trying to get a grip on control of humanity to use AI. And unfortunately, with all of this, there is this convenience aspect that they have deeply inoculated within humanity. And with that is kind of this self-programming trigger that we all have that we somehow seek to worship something. And they've stripped God out of our culture and at the same time, people want it easier to where now literally where we're sitting is we're sitting in a place where they're moving in to get these digital assets in place, to get people wrapped around the worship of money even deeper, the convenience of it. AI is on the background of all of that as they continue to rain down all of this garbage from the sky. And they continue to get people to for, think in terms of politics rather than sovereignty and freedom. We're in a crazy world. And this is the dystopia that they're trying to create around us. And the worst part about it is for us that are awake is they're encouraging a large part of the masses who are willfully following the Pied Piper to use their free will to accept it. This is literally insanity we're watching right before our very eyes. Once you hear this piece, this actually was one of the best interactions I've heard in Congress in a long time. This is a black congressman that's engaging with the director of the SEC. And we get a lot of reveals here, but pay attention to where he gets his authority to give people the mandate of having to use digital currencies. Here we go. You said earlier in another line of questioning uh, that the players in the digital asset space don't have a choice, um, that they have to comply with the rules. But once again, Congress has never given you a framework for regulating digital assets. Where are you pulling that one from? With all respect, sir, we disagree on this. Oh, I can see we disagree a lot, Chairman, because we're not giving you authority. You're just taking it. I think that's the best part of the issue right now. With all respect, Congress painted with a broad brush when they set up the SEC, and I quote Thurgood Marshall, which is one of the greatest. Congress painted with a broad brush in 1933 and 1934, not in 2023. We've not touched that. It's a new industry. One last quick question, because I'm concerned about your agency. You have some of the highest turnover amongst the agencies. 
Do you think you have the manpower to actually regulate digital assets, considering all the other rulemaking you're engaged we, we in? We actually have 6 to 7% turnover, which is consistent with the other federal financial well, I would disagree. OPM would say otherwise, Chairman Gensler. Hey, real quick, last question. I think it might have came up. You were Hillary Clinton's uh, CFO in the campaign, right? It's part of my history. Were you? Yes or no? In 2016. Did you facilitate the payment for the Steele dossier since you were CFO of the Hillary Clinton campaign? S sir. Yes or no? Sir. Yes or no? That, that, was, that was not... You're under oath, Chairman Gensler. Yes or I no? I know. I was not something I was aware of. I yield back the rest of my time. Thank you, Chairman. They're all liars. I mean, you got that last piece. You see how they're all connected and how this stuff just keeps going on and on. I mean, we know very well, and it's easy to point out the fingers at, at, the, at Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, which is always where they want you to look. And I'm not taking anything away from this congressman. I think he did a great job on that interrogation. And there's a few up there that seem to be doing reasonable jobs for the people. But what we're not hearing is stop the train. And unfortunately, what's happening is that there's an argument that's floating around right now in about this in defense indirectly of the new Fed now and the CBDC that's coming out is they already have control of all of your money. They can shut your bank accounts down. Correct, they can. But what they don't have control over, over that that little argument obscures is they don't have control over the individual transactions that you make. This is where they're wanting to take everybody. The Fed now is the first process of this because they're channeling all the transactions you do regardless of where your bank account is or what digital card you use. They're channeling it into the FedNow system. But they anticipate that the banks are going to collapse. That's coming. And it's already happening. The regional banks are getting stressed. People are starting to seek other places to put their money. And here we go. Enter Apple. What has Apple done? Well, Apple has come in play working with J.P. Morgan. And they are now offering 4.25% on your money if you put it into the Apple system, which is going to be a J.P. Morgan-backed bank. And so the whole target here is to use one of the big six banks, pair with one of the biggest digital companies who already has the pay system in line, and then to get people attracted to moving their money over to the central bank, which will do what? The ripple effect will be to wipe out regional banks. And that's going to help the consolidation into the federal system, which they want to get all banks destroyed and have it all consolidated into six banks. The irony is this, and if you can't miss this, folks, you can't miss it. You literally are watching people willfully accepting the first step of the mark. It's not the mark of the beast yet, but it's getting there. But it's the first step of willful enslavement. People are getting excited about the fact that they'll have their whole bank in their back pocket and they're on their digital phone. That's it. I've got my bank. Everything is right there with Apple. I can buy everything. I'm getting interest, only getting half a percent of interest at the regional bank, and now I'm going to get 4.25% for Apple. And I just have to snicker because it only took an Apple again to see the fall of humanity right back to the garden right back to the garden and it's happening i've the videos that are out here people overly excited and this is it this is going to be the next big thing they can't see past it and just like that god's children once again fell into enslavement because of an apple amazing 
truly is. And this war is continuing. We all obviously have within this, we have the, the collapse of the dollar, which is driving up prices. And with that, there's driving up costs of a variety of things, which one of those keys is food. If you're going to control a culture, you want to control what? Control the food, control the people, control the fuel, control the nation, and control the money, control the world. Well, Apple and JP Morgan and CBDCs and central bank systems are all working together to control the monetary system for the world. That's happening. They're trying to control the food in a variety of levels, whether it's weather warfare with chemtrails or whether it's trying to even get stuff ingested into people, which is a big deal. There's 20% of the world population that has refused the jab. And that number is maybe a little bit low, but I think that's probably right. And those people have no intention of being back in play with the deep state. But they can't worry about that 20% too much other than to try to poison them. And to do that, what the one thing about mRNA is that it will drive increases in cancer. That's a big deal. Everything for them is about degrading health, keeping people sustained in low health so they're dependent on a system, not just to outright kill them. So from the junk that they're pouring in the sky to the place of now getting mRNA in food, this is very real. I want you to listen to this piece by Greg Reese. It's powerful. We played it today earlier on Bended Knee. It's really important to understand what's happening in the food supply system and the urgency to make sure that you are buying local, sourcing local, and growing as much food as possible. The genetic editing of plants to contain edible vaccines is well underway. Work is being done with bananas, potatoes, tomatoes, lettuce, rice, wheat, soybeans, and corn. Companies like Medicago are using gene editing to turn plants into mini bioreactors. Medicago's manufacturing facility looks like a nursery, but inside these plants, they're growing a new kind of vaccine. The technology is called a virus-like particle. At Medicago, we use a careful step-by-step process to develop vaccines using our plants as mini bioreactors. We start with the gene sequence or code of a virus. We then use our technology to synthesize the virus code into a real biological product. The code contains genetic instructions that our plants can read, and we insert it into bacteria called Agrobacterium tumefaciens. We submerge the plants in a bath with the bacteria that carries the information into the plant cells. And using a vacuum, we suck out the air between the plant cells and replace it with the liquid. The plants absorb it like a sponge. At the end of their bacterial bath, we return our plants to a carefully controlled greenhouse to let them get on with their natural growing business for at least four days. Now the plants will start producing the most important ingredient of our vaccines, virus-like particles. Gene editing is now officially in our meat industry. Lobbyists for the cattlemen and pork associations in several states have confirmed that they will be using the mRNA COVID vaccines on their livestock. Attorney Tom Renz has been warning that there is no law requiring anyone to give informed consent for vaccine food. 
There are no laws requiring anyone to tell you the food you are buying has been vaxxed with the spike protein clot shot. The UK recently passed into law the Genetic Technology Precision Breeding Bill. The bill amends the Environmental Protection Act of 1990 to exclude references to precision-bred organisms so far as they relate to marketing. Precision-bred organism is another term for gene-edited. So now in the UK, food that's been gene-edited can be legally marketed as non-GMO. And if this UK gene-edited meat makes its way to America, it can be labeled non-GMO here as well. And so long as it's butchered in America, it can be labeled product of USA. The fake alternative meat being pushed by Bill Gates and others is made of immortal cell lines. In other words, cancerous tumor cells. Real meat is being blamed for climate change. And a recent independent study suggests that most of our meat is already contaminated. Using infrared spectroscopy and electron microscopy, Dr. Anna Maria Mialcia has been studying the blood of the vaxxed and the unvaxxed for over a year now. And at first, she was finding the same contamination in only the blood of the vaxxed, a contamination that she describes as ribbon-like structures, much like the mysterious blood clots being found by coroners. But lately, she's been finding these ribbon-like structures in the blood of the unvaxxed as well. By measuring the frequency of one of these mysterious rubbery blood clots, Dr. David Jennigan has developed a way of detecting the same frequency in the vaxxed. Recently, he's found this unique frequency in the meat being sold in his local grocery store and asked Dr. Mialcia to confirm his findings. Her microscopy showed that the blood samples taken from products in the grocery store were all contaminated with the similar ribbon-like structures found in the blood of the vaxxed. Most of the meat in the grocery store is from overseas, and if we want to eat uncontaminated meat, we'll have to start buying direct from farms in America that still produce all-natural organic protein and take back control of our democidal government. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. And Patriots, I'm telling you, this is craziness, right? And the thing is that so much of this responsibility is going to rest on us and being able to take the stand to literally support the local commerce and the local producers. We have to do that. That means we have to have our communities come together stronger. That also means we're going to have to have defense plans. It's going to have to be the idea of banding together and working together. That also means developing alternate means of commerce. That could be barter. It could be local script. It could be versions of gold and silver. But we're going to have to start moving this way quickly. These aren't just words. And we have to have the knowledge, at least the relationships locally, that if when this thing really squeezes down, we can step into that and step into it quickly. These people want you to believe that there's only one way forward. Because they control the media, because they control the narrative, because they are constantly in our heads or trying to be, they want you to believe that there's no way out of this. There's ways out of this, and we've talked about this a lot because it centers a great deal on our faith. 
And if ever there's been a time to have strong faith, it is now. Not just because we have the strength of God, but because with that, we're going to gain the authorities and the measures through all of this. But it is always equally, as I've been saying a lot lately, you are balancing the sword of the steel with the sword of spirit. These people are devils, devil worshipers, and they truly want the world to succumb to their power and their will. Now, this world that they've created seems like it has layers of impossibility. One thing I want to highlight in terms of food, and we just, I cannot stress this enough, blessing your food is one thing, and we have to do that regularly in every meal. And equally, being very verbal in your prayers that you are not consenting to their way. They're really leveraging the idea that people will willfully choose to go along with their way. Free will is a critical component to this, even though they're circumventing a lot of the free will with this latest barrage of attacks. Part of that is their desperation. Part of it is I believe they really think that there's not enough knowledge within the communities of faith and followers of Jesus to understand how important it is to denounce your, your willful participation in this. And that means denouncing it openly with Christ. I truly mean what I'm saying, not even understanding that in the slight slightest. Because ultimately what we are looking at here are Satanists. And we are entering into one of the most dark, satanic ritual periods in human history, or at least in modern human history. And they see this all as a culmination point in the coming days and weeks to manifest this new digital currency, chaos on earth, and the restoration under their power. The difference that will be made is whether humanity can see through who they are or whether humanity will sit placidly by and let them do whatever they do. But these rituals are real, and our participation in standing against them is equally real. So take a listen to this. This is about five minutes. This is Greg Reese again. An amazing piece on the modern-day satanic rituals with some good contextual history. Here we go. The act of sacrifice involves transmuting something of value into something else. When we sacrifice a stick of incense, the resin is transmuted into smoke. When we sacrifice our own time to serve others, our selfishness is transmuted into compassion. Sacrifice is a way to demonstrate devotion and dedication to God. But the dark occultists who wield power over mankind practice an ancient form of sacrifice known as blood sacrifice. The occult is known for executing these blood sacrifices on certain calendar dates throughout the year, such as the satanic grand climax of summer, which is celebrated every year at Bohemian Grove with the cremation of care. The East Palestine train derailment occurred on February 2nd, Candlemas, a fire festival for the dark occult. The Nashville shooting occurred on the climax of Ostara, a week of sacrifice for the spring equinox. Spring is peak season for satanic blood sacrifice. And we are now at the grand climax of spring, which begins on April 19th and climaxes on May 1st, the holiday known as Beltane. April 19th and April 20th are two of the biggest blood sacrifice dates. The Branch Davidians were massacred in Waco, Texas on April 19, 1993. 168 people were murdered in Oklahoma City 
on April 19, 1995, under the watchful eyes of the CIA. The idea of mass school shootings was inculcated into the minds of the public at Columbine High School on April 20, 1999. The BP oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico was on April 20, 2010. This year's April 19th and 20th are especially important to the dark occultists. We are in the middle of a three-month period that astrologers have been predicting since the end of last year, a period that began in the middle of March, which ends this June. According to the astrology, this rare culmination of events is all about a major transformation of the world's money system. And the astrology for April 19th and 20th is especially intense. There will be a solar eclipse in Aries, described as a time of societal breakdown, destruction, and rebirth. And the corresponding new moon has been described by one astrologer as a day that may be remembered for a long time to come. Traditionally, the purpose of blood sacrifice is to gain favor from the supernatural, to strengthen one's own spiritual power, and as a way to symbolize and memorialize a significant spiritual transformation or rebirth. But according to Michael Hoffman, they are now performing these rituals for the general public. Occult expert Michael Hoffman calls these dark occultists the cryptocracy and claims they have involved mankind in a process of transformation being orchestrated by these blood rituals. He wrote that, these murders are actually intricately choreographed rituals performed first on a very intimate and secret scale among the initiates themselves in order to program them, then on a grand scale amplified incalculably by the electronic media. In the end, what we have is a highly symbolic ritual working broadcast to millions of people, a satanic inversion a black mass where the pews are filled by the entire nation and through which humanity is paganized, brutalized, and debased. Today, all of us can relate to being brutalized and debased by our governments. Hoffman explains that the reason this is being done to us is to make us submit. We are at the end of the ritual and the cryptocracy are now putting it all on the line. He wrote, if the truth of what the cryptocracy has perpetrated is grasped and acted upon, the consequences for the conspirators will be annihilation. But if the people fail to perceive the truth or fail to act on their perception, thus rendering the process a kind of tacit consent born of apathy, amnesia, and ebullia, the consequence for the conspirators will be a giant step in the advancement of their system of control. That is to say, ever tighter bonds of enslavement for humanity. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Well, Patriots, that is such a critical piece to understand and how important it is right now that we get increasing focus on prayer. Prayer to counteract this, prayer to hedge that in, prayer to, to keep this and to awaken people. Now, I'm just going to be clear because I know a lot of people say, ah, oh, this is nonsense and this is... God's thing and God's got this. These people control humanity's beliefs right now to a large degree. 70% of the population in this country took the vax. And we don't have a single main voice at the top of the ladder 
denouncing these rituals, saying stop the vax, and putting their foot down with the agendas of this deep state. When we get into the new form of money, the digital money, as I already said, people are getting excited about this new form of crypto. Well, it's a it's a digital form. They haven't called it crypto because it's through Apple. But here's what's really interesting. If you look up the word crypto that everybody keeps using, it actually means death. They're speaking to our very face of what they're intending to do. And they're playing all sorts of games to keep people distracted. Here's another one. Coinbase, which was is here in the United States, has said it's considering leaving the U.S. And many people have already reacted to say, if this happens, crypto is going to be dead. <laughs> Almost an oxymoron, but that's okay. But here's the real of it. BlackRock, which has an oversight of $10 trillion in assets, is partnering partnering with the publicly traded Coinbase. And so they're trying to get to where they have institutional client access with cryptocurrency. It's all a show. They're doing all these things to constantly keeping people off base because they're consolidating power in a massive way for their global new world order. And all of this right now in there, everything is on the table because their ritual sacrifice, big moment event, their Super Bowl, is between now and June. Prayers have to be kept up. And prayers as well, most importantly, that people wake up to start seeing through this illusion. The, the road to hell is, a road to, is the acceptance of convenience. And they keep doing it over and over. They do it with the food. They're promising to save the planet because somehow bovine farts are causing global warming and we have to hate cows and we have to hate cow's milk. We have to eat their food. Don't worry about the vaccine. You don't have to take one anymore. We'll simplify it. We'll put it in the vegetables you eat and we'll get the mRNA in. Which, by the way, if you're wondering what mRNA is going to do, the whole objective of that really is not just the idea of getting, it's not really vaccines at all. What mRNA, the biggest spike we see in mRNA besides deaths is the rise of cancers. Cancer is a multi-billion dollar industry of wearing and wasting the body away, inking it towards the limit of death and pulling out as much money as possible with a person, enslaving them to the very second, enslaving them in pain, enslaving them in fear, enslaving them in unknowns, enslaving them in debt. Everything is about enslavement, and everything is about degrading that spiritual component of who we are. This is a time now, as I've said so much now, is understand your red lines. Because this war is now breaching the wall. And that wall is whatever you consider safe. It's coming. And we have to be working closely together. So the one thing I'm going to just close with here, and it's, it's something that I've given a lot of thought to today, and we will work out times and I don't have any exact updates on the Bards Fest tickets. They're coming, so beware with me. Be, be patient on that. We've got to just getting our paperwork in order. But here's the thing. At every Bards Fest, we're going to use those occasions to have breakouts for people to talk about networking and, over, and how to stay in touch in, the, in a post-digital space, meaning if we had to step away from the Internet. This community is very important. And it's important to everybody. Part of that is building regional groups. Part of that is coming up with alternate ways to communicate. There's a lot of options. Don't think linearly. 
We have amazing talent within the ham space, ham radio space. We have abilities to do courier and letter writing and a variety of things like this that is just a different way of looking at the problem. And the solution shouldn't come from one person. I've got a lot of ideas on this. But when we start putting minds together and start looking at these problems together, we start to empower the community. And that's something we're going to do at every Barnes Fest. We are in a challenging situation, and we need to be looking at these topics between food, energy, and currency, and communication of how we can overcome their obstacles. All of this can be overcome. But the center point of that all is our faith and our absolute position that we will defy. Obviously, some of this stuff is a bit out of our control. You can't control the 5G attack, and you can't restrict everything that they have in the food or soil since they're spraying it from the sky. But I do know this. We bless our food. We walk with our spiritual armor. All those things will get us through this just fine. The bigger thing now is we need to build the community connections to start networking and being prepared to take a shift because either way, whether it's going to be a dark occultist that takes power, whether it's going to be that, quote, author of light that steps in. They all have the same core objectives. Control humanity. Introduce a digital currency. Use artificial intelligence to manage the system. And nobody, nobody in those elite circles has said, stop the vax. Keep that in mind. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we are here today in our free will and just blessed by the time that we have to share, blessed with the information and knowledge that continues to be moved through this space so so many can hear it and consider it and reflect upon it. And we pray tonight for a couple of things. We pray for the awakening of the many in this nation, to be able to see through this time and see the game that these elites are playing, these ritualistic elites, not to see this as a ritual that we just become ap apathetic to, but truly to see them as the evil that they are. Father, in this time, as they enter into their one of their greatest ritual moments, which begins tomorrow, we ask that this whole thing will be shattered, that the intention of what they have will be disrupted, that we declare upon it truth and revealing and transparency, that people can see the darkness and the horrors of what they really represent. And as difficult as that may be to digest, let it shock the world. Let it awaken the world, Father, in the coming days and weeks to a righteous rage to understand who and where the enemy is. And in so doing, shake the foundations of this earth with a defiance and a, and a walk that will seek truly the relationship with you. And Father, in terms of this amazing following, the remnant that Bard's nation is, has here, we pray for the inspiration and innovation to help overcome some of the challenges that we see before us. We pray for the fellowship and the continued community building that will continue to inspire and to work together to demonstrate how powerful it is when we step and we work in kingdom. We pray for the warrior hearts those that will be on the wall, those that are repairing the wall, those that support the communities, all working together to ensure that what we build will be defensible and defensible in the, in the coverage of the angels, kingdom, your blessing, and the loving Christ. 
So, Father, guide us and protect us in this time. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, it's a heavy time, a lot of heavy knowledge to process. I get that. And it does weigh. There's no question about it. We all feel that weight. We're getting tired in this walk. There's no question about that. Every single day dealing with more of this nonsense. And it's all tended to try to scale us up to erratic, non-targeted, non-specific violence. That's not what we want to do. We all have to get clear on where our red lines are to understand where those lines are to protect our family, our way of life, and most importantly, our faith. And that's up to you and your search with God to figure out what that looks like. But we also have to make sure that the children are, to, are protected and the, those that have no way of protecting themselves like the elderly are protected. And there's coming a time more and more that we're having to take make decisions to intercede. All of that, guided by prayer, will give us in the righteous place. But most importantly, we have to keep our eyes on Christ. This is going to be a bumpy ride. No question about it. No one's going to say it's easy. The narrow path was never said to be easy, and this enemy hates everything we represent. So, we know that. That's a given. So let's crush it and keep moving because, hey, we're children of the Most High. It doesn't get any better than that. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered 
by those who move forward. And so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 